You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 22. Except, you know what? I kind of want to be like, episode 22. Okay, so I'm keeping it a little silly today because if you didn't know, I'm actually a really silly, goofy person. I mean, just go back and listen to the episode with Heather Collert. Like, toward the end, we get a little crazy. But to be honest, like, I have fun when I'm laughing and joking around. And so it couldn't be more fitting because in today's episode, we are talking about getting vulnerable. And part of this episode was inspired by one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown. If you aren't familiar with Brene Brown, you need to stop what you're doing right now, head over to Netflix and watch her special. Literally, like, stop what you're doing right now and go watch. So about Brene Brown, she is a shame researcher who has really revolutionized the way that we think about our insecurities and our vulnerabilities. And basically, through her years of research and study, she's found that courage and vulnerability are kind of synonymous. And that in order to be truly courageous, you have to be vulnerable. And in her book, Daring Greatly, she talks a lot about, you know, how to share your vulnerabilities in the appropriate time. Because I think we've all met that person that you just meet and then they'll drop a bomb on you and it's really heavy and awkward and uncomfortable. And I think they're trying to connect, they're trying to be vulnerable, but it's just not the right time or place. And, you know, it's not that there has to be a perfect setting to share your vulnerabilities, but there's a difference between wanting to make a connection with somebody and strengthen a relationship versus wanting to dump and just have anyone that has ears to listen to you rant and complain, right? So in her book, Daring Greatly, she talked about fighting the perfection myth and how a lot of us, you know, especially with social media, we are scrolling and we're seeing perfect women, perfect bodies, perfect children, perfect houses, perfect parties, and it can be discouraging. And instead of looking at that saying, wow, good for them, let me be inspired, it can be really easy to get sucked into the comparison game and to lose focus and to remember that you have something worth sharing too, and that you have something that's valuable too, even if it doesn't look the same as somebody else. And even if a lot of people aren't really following along right away, I think that's the hardest part for people to swallow when they're starting on a new business venture is no one's paying attention, no one's listening, so it must not be valuable. And my friends, that simply is not true. So I'm here to tell you that from somebody that's been doing this for only seven years, which isn't that long, like the becoming an expert happens on the journey. So while you're sharing, while you're telling your story, while you're getting your, your voice out there and people are coming in and listening, you know, it it just takes some time for you to refine and hone that. And she shares this quote in the book, Daring Greatly called the man in the arena. And it's actually by Theodore Roosevelt. And it goes like this. The man in the arena, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. And today on Instagram, I kind of talked about how working hard for something and pushing yourself to the limits that you didn't even think were possible. You know, is it hard? Would it be easier to just give up? Sure. 
It would be. But at the end of the day, like the person who's actually trying, who's in the arena, who's putting themselves out there, like even if critics are sitting up in the cheap seats looking down and saying, oh my gosh, you're pathetic. Like you're not the one down in the arena. So while you're up there cozy in your cheap seats, mocking and scorning those who are actually trying, you know, that's the thing that we need to recognize is the perception of the story that we tell ourselves. Like if we're down in the arena, we feel like we're getting beat up. We feel like we're getting pointed at and laughed at that we can take that on the chin and say, you know what? I'm actually working for something here. And I know it's not perfect yet, but I'm still refining and honing it. And it's going to be amazing. So you can either watch me or join me. That was kind of my little comment on Instagram today. So it's definitely easier said than done. But I just wanted to share some of my vulnerabilities with you today and kind of talk to you about how sharing them on my platform, even though it's about parties, like those times where I get vulnerable and dig deep and kind of pull back the curtain a little bit are the posts that seem to resonate the most with people. And why do you think that is? Well, it's because everybody has insecurities. Everybody struggles. And I would say as humans, we probably struggle with more things in more of the same things than things that are different. Like we're not alone. We just feel alone because when you keep things inside and you don't talk about them, it becomes isolating. So for example, like one of the things that I started talking about was my body image. I'm about 5'10". I just had a baby in January and I'm hanging out about 205 pounds. Now, like the smallest I've ever been as an adult was about 170 pounds. And even at that weight, like when I was doing my pageant and, you know, feeling lean, I still was unhappy with how my body looked. And I think it's just a testament to you have to be grateful for what you have or you won't ever be grateful. Like when would it be enough? You know what I mean? Would I have to be completely starving so that you could see my rib cage or like when would it be enough? And now like having a baby looking back at those pictures, it's always so funny to think like what I wouldn't give to look like that now. But I think as women, especially we all go through that. I mean, looking at high school pictures like blows my mind sometimes. Um, another thing that I feel like is a big vulnerability for me is I struggle so badly you guys with rejection. And it's so funny because I think being an entrepreneur, like in the, di- in the dictionary, if you were to open it up, it would just say lots of reject- rejection, right? Um, whenever somebody says no to me, like I take it so hard. And sometimes it takes me days to pull myself back up and to say, okay, like we can do this. I've got this. But that's something that um, when I started sharing a little bit more on my social media and behind the scenes, like other people were saying, oh my gosh, I thought you were the most confident person ever. No way. And it just goes to show like you can do hard things, even if they are debilitatingly hard for you. Um, I also struggle with not being accepted or loved um, once people see my ugly side. Like if they knew what happened behind closed doors, would they still be my friend? Like if they knew that I yell at my kids more often than I'd like, like if they knew that um, one of the things I talk about is how hard motherhood is for me and how I don't really find it rewarding. Um, most days, you know, would they still love me? And I guess that's a two, two problem, um, comment right there because, you know, being accepted and loved is one thing, but then having people see behind the curtain and still loving you, you know, true love, unconditional love is something that I've always struggled with because, um, I think growing up, I was conditioned to believe that you had to live your life this certain way and have these certain results in order to be worth loving. And so that kind of trickles out in that way for me. 
Um, another thing that's hard for me, that's very vulnerable. I'm getting better at this actually is admitting, um, when I've hurt someone, especially when I'm right. So I am a big believer in justice. Like I love for things to be black and white, right and wrong. I always try to do my best. I try to be honest. And so it's hard for me when I'm right about something, not to rub it in someone else's face because that just hurts them. And I'm not trying to hurt them. I think I'm just really wanting that validation of for them to say, you know what, Chelsea, you were right. And that's something that my husband and I have really struggled with is he, he can admit when he's wrong, but he has a hard time saying, you know what, you're right. He'll, he'll say like, okay, I see where I was wrong, but I'm like, but you're not saying that I was right. And so I've kind of had to let that go and just recognize that it's not about who's right or wrong. It's about understanding and loving and serving those around us in the best way possible. Um, another thing that I really struggle with, this is like, I think really common for event planners is control. I love, love, love being in control. And only until recently have I started delegating tasks and recognizing that, wow, there are people out there that can actually do things better, faster, cheaper than me, which is kind of hard to admit. Um, I like to be productive. I like to be a jack of all trades and get it all done. And so that control is something that in letting go, I have been pleasantly surprised. Um, even saying this right now, I'm like, wow, I've kind of come a long way because I am a control freak. Like it's, it's hard for me to let people do things. I mean, even like my husband loading the dishwasher in our first years of marriage were really hard for me because I wanted it to be done a certain way. And so I've just decided to let that go. Like dishes in the dishwasher, we're all good, right? Um, and another thing that I dwell on this one, I still struggle with is whenever I say the wrong thing at a social gathering, I cannot stop beating myself up about it. Like if I'm in a, in a public setting, if I misquote someone's name or misquote something, or if I say a joke that comes off, you know, not what I meant, like I just beat myself up about it for months, 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 months. And sometimes I'm dwelling on it for years. You guys, it's ridiculous. Um, instead of just moving on and saying, okay, that was a silly thing to say. Like, I almost feel like I need to go back and apologize to everybody that was there or like try to explain what I meant. And that's not always possible or even feasible. Sometimes they just didn't even think twice about it. Um, and like, honestly, when people say things that rub me the wrong way, I'm just like, huh, that was weird. <laughs> but when I say something that I knew came off, like not in the right tone or not the right way, I get so like embarrassed. And so that's something that I need to work on and just let it go. Um, Brene Brown talks about that while the concepts of being perfect and bulletproof are seductive, they don't exist in real life. But for some reason, we've convinced ourselves because of social media or how other people can make their lives look that it is possible. But the reality is it isn't like, don't try to set yourself up as being perfect. Like you're going to fail every time. So I think the important thing um, and the biggest takeaways that I wanted to leave you with are that as you are sharing your voice, as you're sharing your message, there is an appropriate time and place to be vulnerable so that you can connect with people and let them know that you are human. As event planners, I feel like we have this talent that not a lot of people have, and it's very big and flashy and pretty and extravagant, and that's intimidating for people. And when they realize that, yes, like I may have this talent that's flashy and glittery or whatever, but maybe they have the talent of being more patient with children, or maybe their talent is that they're amazing at going to the gym cons consistently and exercising regu regularly. Like for me, when I'm in work mode, like I've been, um, while I've been doing this 28 day challenge, I, I have been up every day at 7am 
take my daughter to school, work, 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 and go to bed like 3 a.m., you guys. It's horrible. So guess what's out the window? How I'm eating and my gym. And I, I can tell I'm suffering. Um, and it's one of those things like I know I need to get back into it. But once you get out of the habit, it's almost like you talk yourself out of it because it's too hard or you don't have the time. And so, yeah, like we all have different strengths and weaknesses, and there's always something that we can be better at. And so just give yourself a little bit of grace. Recognize that you are trying, like the fact that you're getting up and trying and speaking and putting your work out there, putting your voice out there, like people eventually are going to catch on. And even if it's not millions, like if you can change one person's life, if you can better one person in this world, like that would have been a success and you would have been a success. And I think that um, I've learned from mothers who enjoy mothering that that's the perspective they have with their kids is it's thankless and it's hard. Yes. But if I can just let them know that I'm the one person who has their back and love them no matter what, then that would have been a success. And it's just, oh, I love that sentiment so much because that's something I'm striving for in my own life in multiple areas. But I hope that you guys are having a great day. I am really like having a hard time, honestly, like coming up with good content and trying to share things on here. I am working really hard on getting some guests lined up so that each of you can hear some other perspectives. And I want to start sharing some amazing war stories from event planners who almost didn't make it or, you know, that one time that this disaster happened and how they came back from it. Because I feel like we see events and sometimes we look at other people who are further in their journeys than us and we think, oh, I could never do that. And that's not true. Like everybody's got those cool war stories. And, you know, the ones who make it in life are the ones who stick it out. I always say life is like a roller coaster. The only ones who get hurt are the ones that jump off in the middle. Like it's going to have ups and downs and flips and turns and this and that. Just hold on. It's going to be okay. You know, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, and that's just part of it. And I think the more that we can help each other, lift each other, teach one another, the better we are all going to be for it. Thanks for being here. Please leave me a review. Let me know what you would like me to talk about or guests that you'd like me to reach out to. And I would love, love, love to give you more of what you want. And until next time, I'll catch you in the next episode.